Welcome back to the More Than Punk podcast. I'm Sid Mackay, and you are listening to Kind Eyes, the anti-racist hardcore band based in California, uh, the good old USA. The track you're listening to right now is called Fuck a Proud Boy. These guys have a bunch of stuff along this vein. They're really fighting for what they believe in, and it's super cool to see. I am back after a week off. There was no episode last week, sorry about that, I just needed some time, you know how it gets. Uh, Before we dive into this episode though, I want to let you know that there is something weird that happened with my audio during the recording of this. This is a fairly low budget podcast, um, so I didn't notice it until I was editing it, so I've done what I can to mitigate that, but if you can tough that shit out, it's definitely worth it. Uh, Spencer and Murphy, the guys that I'm talking to from Kind Eyes, are super cool dudes, it's a super fun episode. Uh, we talk about how the band blew up on TikTok, going from 600 monthly Spotify listens to settling around 10,000, which is an amazing thing to do when no one's playing shows, you know, no one can get out and about, but they're blown up on TikTok, which is absolutely mad. So this is Kind Eyes, you're on the More Than Punk podcast, and it's real good to be back. I'll see you guys again next week. Fuck around and get choked, bitch! Fuck up with me, Bradford! Ain't got nothing on me! You're Bradford, why I'm thinking it's a fucking disease! You ain't the murder that sets the flag of the flame! Don't do what you're afraid um, Spencer, you were saying before that you guys blew up on TikTok. I have to admit, I'm old as fuck and I don't have a uh-huh. TikTok. And when I saw that Slipknot had a TikTok, I was like, okay, I've, I've seriously fucking missed the boat on this. Yeah, um, dude. So TikTok actually, uh, with, with there being a lack of shows and um, nothing to do but turn to the internet, um, TikTok became kind of a an outlet for exposure and i i needed to take advantage of that because it's like a place for nostalgia really um also in new stuff like it's just i need to take advantage of the opportunity that tiktok was you know the reach it had you know Mm. and uh i know it's seen as a kid's app but it's also a music app and a lot of people blown up off there and um i don't know i feel it's kind of the future of music promotion. Like, interesting. Tell me more. So, um, usually, like, um, <clears throat> you can upload music. Well, no, like, if your music's available on Spotify, you could, like, use it as a sound. And people do dances to it, to, to like, um, songs on TikTok and whatnot. And I was like, yeah, why not? Why not us? I'm going to try and blow up my band. So, like, like um, Spencer posted some, uh, some uh, clips of his projects on TikTok. And I was like, I posted this one show that we played like right before the pandemic where um, it was like, uh, it was our song Eradicate the Clan," And it was just perfect. It was in a backyard, the lighting was shitty. And- um, Oh, Izzy's backyard. This isn't what blew us up though. But um, I posted that like, uh, cause like, cause there's this like weird algorithm where like, uh, it was like one of my like random TikToks blew up. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna use this momentum to try and promote Kind Eyes. And um, I, it was this backyard fucking show we played. And um, it was like, uh, um, 
dang it, I'm losing my train of thought. I apologize. Um, All right. We're like, uh, I was like, eradicate the clan. And then the, and, um, the crowd yelled with us, which was really cool. And then it dropped and then everyone started going crazy. And that got me on the like, um, that pushed us to more of like, there's a heavy side of TikTok, like a punk side of TikTok. And it got traction there. Um, but yeah, fucking, oh my, I need better filler words than curse words. Um, no, oh, dude, you can, I, I am so, proud to say that I have the E for explicit logo on this fucking podcast and I will oh, work hard <laughs> to keep that shit. So <laughs> like, go for it. So um, the one, uh, the TikTok that actually like blew up kind eyes, like I think it got like half a million, view, more than half a million views. It was just me walking in front of the camera. I was in like a jersey and a red, um, a red beanie, and I put the lyrics up, and then I just stared at the camera and didn't say anything. I just said, and like uh, the caption was like, "This is my band," and then it just started to blow up. And then next thing I know, we have like seventeen thousand fucking um, monthly Spotify listeners, and. I was like, okay, that worked. This is fucking insane. I remember the first day that blew up. Like, it, it doesn't change until, like, 7.30 or 8.30, like, the next morning. Yeah. And I just remember that blowing up and just being like, wow, everyone's watching us, but no one's listening to us. I it know, sucks dude. Ass, I checked, dude. like, um, I tagged you in it. I was like, hey, BB, look. And because we were, like, fucking, it was, it was getting numbers. And then I went to go check our Spotify numbers, and we were still at, um, 639 monthly Spotify listeners and it jumped to 12 and then it jumped to 17,000 and I was like yo um it's it's crazy like through that we got Jason Butler from Let Live and so I found out about you guys yeah he messaged us and said love what you're doing keep it up and I'm like oh my god this is like this is like one of my heroes like influences this is this is sick like it reached really far and i'm like hey if if but there's kind of a negative connotation to being considered a tiktok band right yeah i mean especially yeah. when you're a band that's you know i, I don't want to say like stand for something and make it sound flippant but you know you guys are upfront about what you're about and then you're on tiktok oh, and it's kind of like you know what talked me through that I'm negative connotation lie. um yeah. well Within the hardcore and metal scene, um, like, if you're, I don't know, there's a, there's kind of, I feel like there's a kind of a, um, either you're underground and known, and it's like, there's like a certain pride to it, but if you're like too big, I feel like there's like a, oh, I don't know, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but TikTok is technically a kid's app, but like the negative connotation that comes from it is being called a TikTok band and not just a band. <laughs> I think I think one of the things for me at least it just it feels kind of I honestly feel a little guilted with the fact that we're blowing up so much off of a kids app compared to like when we were like trying to, you know, like pay our dues and like do the uh what's it called? do the whole DIY thing. I mean, it was really cool because, like, you know, Izzy brought back, you know, the house scene, the house show scene in Sacramento, which mm-hmm. is flipping awesome. I'll say that. I'll give him credit for that way too much. But um, what's it called? 
that guy did a number with that but um He's i just feel job. like when, when you're watching all the all all of the other bands um, uh, around us and like seeing how like you know we basically just put murphy standing in front of a camera and suddenly like yeah like everyone on the internet knows about us you know what's crazy um we've gotten to the point to where okay there was this there's a fan our last release pray for dogs it was like a two-track ep the album art from that someone got it tattooed on their body and that's when i kind of had the feeling that we we really like kind of we did it we reached we yeah we it's <laughs> like i have like band related tattoos but from like super big bands and i'm like wow someone did that but yeah sorry i uh, i just wanted to interject and add that oh oh you're chill dude <laughs> this is I, wait looks like the flag on his roof says virginity rocks and i'm like we're probably gonna fucking dig into that i mean the the tiktok thing is interesting though right because you get like people will say that bands sold out because they tour in vans that have seats like it's a it's one of those things where you just can't you just can't win right so why not take it where you can get it that's how i feel about it i mean True, if this shit yeah. blew up on tiktok i'd be fucking i'd be screaming mm-hmm you know what? If you're using a van at all and not just hitchhiking across the country to get from show date <laughs> to show date, fuck you, dude. <laughs> fuck you. Right. Dude. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I kind of I kind of envy like the whole crust punk lookout on like, you know, how like those 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 fools are like real, you know what I mean? Where it's just like especially like when, you know, you're uh what's it called i just lost my train of thought but yeah no that just kind of reminds <laughs> me of like the crust punk way of living where you're just kind of like you know hitching a ride from like destination to destination just hopping trains to go on tour but yeah, you can't really do that nowadays people are scared of hitchhikers I feel, like, I, I feel like we uh we made the best of our situation with the media outlet that we had and if that gets us flack that gets us flack but we now have a super solid fan base which is what you want you know <laughs> you want yeah I, I mean i can't i can't say i'm ungrateful for it but like at the same time it's just like i when it plateaued at 10k i was a little bit grateful though i'm not gonna lie because like <laughs> what's it called if we would have just like gone like if we would have just i prevailed i would have i would have just thrown the towel in <laughs> I love how we have the, the two members with um, with ADHD on the podcast. <laughs> hey, we're, we're missing Shane. We're missing Shane. Oh, Shane would keep us on track so well. No, honestly, guys, this, this is fine. I, I don't know if you caught it. I was talking to Era a couple of weeks back, um, me and Jesse and JT just hanging out. And like, that's what all this is about. That's the thing. I, I'm not a fucking music journalist or any of that shit. I've done, I did that stuff for years. Like the whole point and ethos of this is just to hang out with interesting people and have good conversations. And like we were talking about fucking, it was Jesse's first time he'd ever seen Star Wars. Mm. Like, I mean, that's an interesting, like, who hasn't seen Star Wars? Yeah, that's kind of, whoa. Yeah. My girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my, my, best friend, my best friend is obsessed with Star Wars. His name is Nerf Herder. And, like, I don't know. Like, Star Wars is pretty universal. Yeah, right. But um, I forgot the question. 
Oh, it was just it was literally just who hasn't seen Star Wars. That was the that was the whole thing. I mean, so you've done like you've done this TikTok thing. Like, obviously, you know, Mr. Jason fucking Butler's reached out to you. I mean, I met that guy once at a pub show in Auckland, and I used my one opportunity to talk to him to say, "Hey, I know someone that you know." Um, oh, nice. So that was an awesome wasted opportunity. Um, <laughs> but like, what do you, what do you do now, right? Because obviously, you can't kind of just sit and wait for the world to go back to normal so is it just like more tiktok more songs what's um, the game well, we're actually working on a six track ep mm-hmm. and we're working on dropping a single now it's just to continue to make music and do what we love with the fans that we now have that appreciate us which is cool so also you want to hear something bunk absolutely so uh while we're on the subject of tiktok <clears throat> My um, my account recently got banned for reasons unknown. I was at um, 90.9K. Wow. And then I go, to, I, I go to log in and they say, your account is banned due to multiple community guide, uh, guideline violations. And I'm like, damn, that's lame. So, um, yeah, that happened. <laughs> so that's it. You're still, you're still out? Like, you're still... You're oh, I have, a back- I have a backup and I yeah. plan on, you know, still promoting music if they find I was my account. Say, that new one's kind of been popping off. Like, how long have you got it for? Um, I It was my spam account. Well, yeah, but it was at like nothing. And now it's at like 3K. Oh, yeah. True. So, like, you're, you're getting back up there. I'm not really tripping too hard over tiktok right now but dude i, was, I think your, I was, your biggest tiktok accomplishment here i should de- definitely say your biggest tiktok accomplishment was durst to comment on your thing oh fred fucking durst yeah that was, Damn, that was that's some serious yeah. shit <laughs> my, my my childhood me who fucking had chocolate starfish in a fucking like um cd player like it, I don't know, it was very fulfilling to, for him to acknowledge my existence twice. Twice. Next thing you know, it'll be you guys on tour with Limp Bizkit. Oh God, that would be so sick. Oh my God, dude. Okay, so we do plan on going on tour. Dude, I would, I would, no, no, I would make way too many Fred Durst jokes at Fred Durst if that ever actually <laughs> happened. You beat the shit out of me, like, but, like, no, that cannot happen. Dude. Like I know me, and I'm just gonna be like, keep bro, like to his face constantly. No, that would be bad. Keep but, um, rolling. <laughs> uh, what was I gonna say? Also, Shay, Shay, Shay Dover from like uh, what's it called from like Comedy Central oh, or yeah. something. Like also hit us up. That was that was really yeah. cool. I remember when that first happened. I was like, hey, dude, who's this guy from BuzzFeed hitting us up? Yeah, a popular and really but, actually um, you know. plays notes our music. Which is really cool. <laughs> so apparently, he like used to go to like. You, you go, Spencer. Sorry. Apparently, he used to go to hardcore shows back in. Apparently, he used to like go to hardcore shows like back in like uh, the early two thousand, like SLC. But uh, I don't think that's a thing anymore. Sorry, what were you gonna say? I was just so what like what are they doing with it? I mean, how do you how are you guys handling all this? Like you've got like you were saying before, you've got Middle Hammer, you've got like Fred Durst hitting you up, Jason Butler hitting you up, you know, Comedy Central like hitting you up. Like, is it just kind of 
so much stuff and you go, what, like, what do we do with this? Like nothing really prepares you for that kind of thing. Right. True. Um, I mean, we just continued to do what we've been doing, but with like a bigger audience, which is cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, it definitely feels weird that like something like TikTok made that shift happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that was the most surreal thing for me, for sure. That like something like, like a video of just Murphy just into his, into the camera, basically making it, you know, and then like having that just go viral. That was, did it. That was surreal. But, uh, we are, we are going to be putting out a new EP though, like a six song EP, um, it's very close to being done. It has um, no more, no more of those zero zero breakdowns. No, 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 no more of that stuff, dude. It's all, it's all like caveman slams and uh, a very like uh, we, we took a lot of like inspiration from um, like mixing like a uh, Bay Area hardcore with um, uh, UK beatdown or like nice. you know like that slammy UK beatdown. Where it's like uh, gunishment. Uh, I want to say cold hard truth, but I, I, they're from the UK, right? Yeah, for sure. If they're not, no, no. okay, I'm I'm not sure. Don't do not quote me on that. I think <laughs> I think they are though, but but just like all that slammy UK beatdown, but also having like a little bit of like a drain like tsunami vibe in there, kind of. But mm-hmm. also the vocals sound like straight from the path, so you know. No, they don't. I it's I made it, uh, it's, it's I made it a point to switch up my do. vocal style on this one. I, I I do more of a heavy talking kind of. There's some. Oh yeah, okay. like that so parkway drive kind of wild eyes sort of thing that he does. Slightly, yeah. Um, we have a song on the new EP that I'm very proud of. To where, uh, like a lot of our stuff is um, very politically based and and. Um, awareness motivated but um it I, always I yeah i got the opportunity to write a song that is also both that and very angry at the same time and it's called fuck a proud boy <laughs> and i i think it's gonna be a banger there's a super tight call out that i'm proud of um i don't know i forgot the question are we are we allowed to talk about that feature um no because i do not have the money yet huh Oh, actually, I was about to be like, how much is it? I'll send it right now, but don't talk to me about that right now. <laughs> so, but, I mean, you, uh, like you were talking yeah. about um, what, one of the rules that, that I usually have on this podcast is I, I don't get people to like explain their songs, right? Because when a songwriter <laughs> explains what a song means to you, it's almost always disappointing. Plus, it kind of takes away from you know, your own interpretation of that song. Um, I don't know if you guys know them. I've been listening to loads of Frightened Rabbit recently. They're sort of were a Scottish kind of folk rock um, band, and they're they're those kinds of guys that write really sort of metaphoric kind of cryptic lyrics, right? It's that kind of thing where if someone sat you down and was like, "This is what this actually means," you'd be like, "Fuck, that's lame." Um, <laughs> but for you guys, I mean, like you say, you're obviously really politically motivated. There's a lot of shit to talk about to fight against all that kind of stuff in the u.s i mean everywhere but especially in the u.s like how do you choose what to focus on how do you how do you pick a kind of a target it's just kind of um explaining our frustration with our environment um and the 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 way things are like um currently there's been an increase in um hate crimes towards people of um asian culture and 
uh, it's like <clears throat> things that people are talking about that like injustices and such uh we kind of want to put that into musical form to reach you know a, a certain demographic like i don't know like it's always been like awareness spreading awareness um and change and i don't know i feel like it's kind of like we have an obligation to do so with um with our music because we like can and uh you know within our realm it's talked about but there needs to be more yeah so. totally i guess this is a slightly tricky question but in terms of you know, do you find that the music just like it mostly attracts like-minded people that agree with the shit you're putting down, e.g. me? Or do you find that people come to you for the sound and then kind of connect to the lyrics that are, you know, sort of maybe outside of, you know, people that generally like broadly agree with what you're saying? I mean, it's it's both. Reaching the the uh, the potential to reach both is is really cool. Um, I don't know. It's like uh i don't know it's not i don't i was trying to find like an allegory or a story to like i would say i i, I would i would say i'm a since tiktok has happened i would say people are definitely coming from the message mm-hmm. i would definitely say that but i would say before that they definitely came to our message from the music because i mean in sacramento it's about like a 60 40 70 30 split for uh what's it called when you typics typically see um uh, what's it called more right versus left mm-hmm. but um whereas compared in the bay it's going to be 90 10 to 100 percent but uh what's it called like completely leftist but i think i i definitely think that um because uh, because i i know people that like definitely do not share the same political views that we have but still like us as a band mm-hmm. but like also there are, there are definitely some people that are very salty at the fact that um what's it called that uh we definitely blew up from you know our identity i would say oh uh there was a comment um on one of on the tiktok that blew up recently where it was like oh um it was like oh they're um they're letting like left into metal or something like that I forget. Mm-hmm. yeah the um, sjw's are infiltrating metal yeah <laughs> you're like we've always fucking been here that's the point literally <laughs> like i addressed that comment and as like a, another tiktok video and the amount of people who are like yeah metal like metal has always been like c- considerably left unless you're talking about like pantera or something like, <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's definitely more than Pantera, because like the thing is about extreme music uh, typically like attracts extreme people. True, you know what I mean. And um, I would say that I mean, you got bands like Pantera, you got bands like you know Bonehead bands like Screwdriver, you have NSBM bands where it's like freaking straight up even Burzum and like Varg Vikerness, like that dude tried True. to like flush a bunch of oranges down the toilet in like France and like. 2010 2014 or some shit and like his reason for it was because he wanted to like start he wanted to create a nation a nationwide panic in france that would lead to the rise of the fourth reich and it's just like 
yeah, that's, I mean, uh, I, I don't know how much of that is like actually a joke. Cause the dudes is kind of a troll to some extent, you know what I mean? But like, mm-hmm. man, I remember. Yeah, I know those, those black metal fools are crazy, dude. But, um, some of the NSBM is like an actual problem, but most of black metal denounces all NSBM bands, which is a good thing. But like you, but like the thing is, is that like you'd say you could say that um, uh, black metal is similar to hardcore, where like hardcore does have like a specific you know sub fat subculture or like not subculture, but you know like subgenre that is white supremacist. But like, I mean, have you ever heard Screwdriver? That band fucking sucks. Like, not even. <laughs> Not even from, you know, like what their message is about, because their message does suck, but like their sound in general is just like not good. But I could just be biased because like I, I prefer I'm a high production hardcore over low production hardcore, but No, I mean they're uh, a shit band. It's like Yeah. They, they oh, can yeah, get fucked, yeah. right? Hands <laughs> down, hands down. Like like, like, I mean, I'm, I'm just, I'm just looking at it from the most um, based way I can, where I'm not taking any sides, even though I obviously, you know what I mean, mm. have a preference and a this, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just, I'm just trying to give it every benefit of the doubt where it's just like, I mean, it could just be that I don't like low production hardcore, but like, no, it's definitely not. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. You guys, I mean, do you guys consider yourselves uh, like a, a political band or like a social band? And what I mean by that is a lot of, to me, a lot of the stuff that you talk about is like, I, if I say social justice, it sounds wanky and condescending. But I mean that in the sense is like the, the whole point is don't be a dickhead, right? Yeah. To me, that kind of lands in a slightly, that's neither like, that's not really a political thing. Does that, does that make sense? Like, don't be a fuckwit is just kind of being a good human. It doesn't really yeah. matter where you sit on the spectrum. Like, do you guys, are you a political band or like a social band, if you will? I feel like we're right in the middle. <laughs> yeah. 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 I was, I was about to say, cause like cages, cages is totally political. Like eradicate uh-huh. the clan is, is about like taking all clan ethics out of modern culture and basically mm-hmm. uh, what's it called? And like, not not only just of like the clan in general, but the imprint that they've had on society. While like cages is a double entendre, where it's just like, hey, don't put fucking people in cages, regardless of whether they're you know like I'm a, whether they're Mexican immigrants or you know or whether they're just um, African Americans going against the system. You know what I mean? Where it's just <laughs> like there's a huge bias of wanting to control. And Blue Lies is just basically. I mean, that's just about like the flaws of, you know, the police in general, but, and that's, that's just our first EP. So, I mean, I would say the first EP was for the most part entirely political. While I would say, I would say that our second EP was more social, if that, if that makes sense. Yeah. Murphy thoughts on that. Oh yeah. No, totally right. (laughs) I think it's an, it's an interesting question because it's probably only one that I would ask an American band, but just because of that, that kind of American context is sort of slightly different to everyone else, you know, like, and don't get me wrong, man, I'm not saying other countries aren't fucked. I, I live in the UK, the place is fucked, but like, <laughs> there's a, I feel like there's a much more of a, like, you have to pick a side 
in America. You know what I mean? Like, and, and you yeah. either believe that you shouldn't be a dickhead or you're kind of okay with everyone being a dickhead. That's sort of what it looks like from the outside. Yeah. Basically, it's like yeah, it's, it's, yeah, yeah. That's 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 how I see it. <laughs> like, yeah, you and me are on the same page there, Sebastian. I mean, there's no nuance really, but but there isn't, is there? Like, you're either not a dickhead or you're a dickhead. But yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, you can be in the like you're not a dickhead and still be a dickhead. You know what I mean? Like. You can have you can have like solid ethics, solid morals, and like you know what I mean, and be for the right cause, but still be a total fucking dickhead. Like, true. I don't know. I I I know that there there are some people that like just like outside of that, they're just miserable people. So I mean, it's I think it's a little more than that. But when it comes to morals and ethics, yeah, it kind of is that more or less. This is old, um, I, I don't know if I want to call it a documentary, but this is a clip of the guys in Rise Against way back from like 2012, 2011. They're talking about how like they're proud of their country, but they don't agree with the choices it's made. And I mean, for me, like I'm originally from New Zealand, I moved to the UK, like I look at New Zealand and I, I feel like they're one and the same thing. You know, like if you're proud of a country, you're sort of proud of its choices. Like, do you, are you guys like, yeah, we're kind of proud of America, but it's done some shit things. Or are you, while on, are you on the other side of that? No, we're not proud of America. I believe that um, <clears throat> there's a pride in, that we take in the area that we're from, mm -hmm. not as a whole. Like, um, like if you're from like Sacramento or from the Bay, like, hell, I'm proud of SAC and like what we have to offer as like, you know, for music and yeah, the, United, the United States is huge. Yeah. But, um, it, there's, there, there really, for me, there isn't any, um, national pride whatsoever. Um, it's more so like, uh, um, the, the area I grew up in <laughs> specifically or not even California, but just like, it's way more scaled down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because California is a totally different country than like Georgia, <laughs> even New York, honestly. But um, they, what was I, what was, what was I gonna say that even Nevada, really, and we're like right next to Nevada. But um, what was I gonna say? I mean, when it comes to being proud of the, so like my mom's like a first generation, or well, I'm a first generation American. My mom's like from Thailand, so like there is this um. I am grateful for the concept of the American dream, although I'm not going to lie, like the American dream is totally favored among people of European descent due to um, just immigration laws in general. However, I am, I'm not going to lie, I, I am grateful to be here. But um, what's it called? But uh, as far as, as far as the country, my, or as far as the choices my country makes, I, I, I don't know. It's a little. It's a little too. It's incredibly imperialist, and I'm oh, like, yeah. my mom's from Thailand, which is like the one, which is one out of two countries in the whole world that has never been imperialized. So, um, it's 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 uh, it. I definitely have mixed feelings living here for sure. Same for you, Murphy. Um, yeah, mixed feelings. <laughs> Not quite that deep because I, I'm For sure. I'm um 
from here. I mean, my parents were from here. So I don't know. I, I, I get what Speedo's saying though. Spencer's saying. <laughs> but so I, that's it's it's a little it's a little different. But sorry, yeah. what were you gonna say, Sebastian? Oh, I was just gonna say I get that that's like an existential question, right? Like I, I fully understand <laughs> that I'm just like, hey, how do you feel about your fucking country? Um, but I think <laughs> that it all kind of plays into you know, that whole idea of movement and, and the stuff that you're creating with your music, right? It's that idea of like, we have a, a vision of how we can make things better and, and this is how we push, you know, push things forward, right? Yeah. Yes. Did you, what, what for you guys, I mean, what, is there an end game? Like, and, and don't get me wrong, you can totally say, yes, we want to play to sold out stadiums and tour the world. That's a completely fucking valid answer. And I talked mm-hmm. to a lot of bands about like the commercial side of being a band. Um, I was mm-hmm. talking to the guys in Carpal Tunnel, oh, fuck, it must be like a month ago now. And they were talking about they've just signed to Pure Noise Records. And the guys are like 20, 21, right? And nothing makes you feel like the grand old man more than someone saying they grew up to music, like they grew up listening to music on their phone. You're like, holy mm-hmm. fuck, you didn't even have CDs? Like, Jesus, I had a Walkman, you know? Like, right. I used to carry cassettes around. Like, not yeah. for long, but I fucking did it. And, um, <laughs> but, you know, the, the, the people are quite open about the fact that, like, yeah, we want a band that's, like, sustainable, that builds a life, that, to, that tours the fucking world. Like, as, as the kind of base level thing, like, you want that. But above that, what are you guys shooting for? I, honestly, uh, uh, that would be nice. That would... Yeah. Uh, that'd be great to be like you know like signed (laughs) but um i feel like the end goal is more like if we if our message and our goals as a band and what we've done and what we like want to accomplish has like changed the world in any way any slight ripple that is either inspired change or you know like moved forward in any way if we could inspire others and speak for those who can't not necessarily can't but i don't know basically the end goal is uh awareness and change but also it's not yeah yeah i mean absolutely but that's that's the thing right it's like i feel like we can all just be honest about that like we're in the music industry to make fucking music careers. That's the point, you know? Um, I don't know why, but as like a, and it must probably go back to the sellout thing that we're talking about before, but I feel like when you're in a hardcore band or whatever, if you're honest about that, people are like, fuck you, get out. And you're like, don't be a (laughs) dick, man. Like Rise Against you're on a major label, like fuck off. Um, Rage Against the Machine, I mean, but Rise Against you're also on a major label, so double fuck off. (laughs) fuck off squared but yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's i don't know it is i mean we'd be wrong if we like said we didn't well i'd be wrong if i said i didn't want to you know actually like secede and tour the tour the world but i feel like there's a certain like uh diy expectation and selling out but um as long as i feel yeah. like sell out but stay true to your roots but with like commercialization of such a strong message I feel like if we do get to that point, <clears throat> like our message will try to be like either watered down or um, where we'll be like, you know, forced to push or change our message slightly. And 
if that comes, I don't think anyone in the band would be happy. If that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I would rather throw in the towel for this project and just like kill it before it kills itself, you know? Yeah. And just honestly, like at least have it just die with dignity. But at the same time, um, when you were saying what I expect, I mean, honestly, like selling out 500 cap shows at like peaking, that I'd be fine with that. Yeah. Like playing the whole the whole stadium, the whole stadium thing doesn't really doesn't really appeal to me. I mean, I don't know, like Warp Tour is cool and all, but I get lost a lot. <laughs> Dude, what's that uh, one? Oh, yeah, no, and hey, like what? I want I want to play this is hardcore. Oh yeah, no, that's cool, but that's also that like one. a that's not that's not that I mean it's it's big, but it's not that. Big, you know what big. i mean it's 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 big it's reputable and it's i don't know it's like it's like it's like the ace of spades basically mm-hmm. you know like kind of like i don't know like i'd be down i'd be down to like do something like that but even then like one of the things is is that like i've i've come to the realization with the whole tiktok thing that the idea of a bunch of people knowing who I am and me not knowing a single one of their names really trips me out and makes me uncomfortable. That's okay. It's, it's uh, like, if all, like, cause like, I don't know. Cause like, you gotta imagine what I said. It's okay. I'll talk to them for you. <laughs> I... Yeah, no, that's fine. That is totally fine. But like, I don't know. Dude, I just, I just, I just write the breakdowns, man. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no. It, this the the idea of fame is is kind of a trippy thing for me. And like as like we've been like slowly just like getting like success out of nowhere, it's kind of just like whoa, what is this? Does but it like, feel? I, I'm not sorry. Sorry, dude. You keep going. Oh, oh no! I, I was gonna just ramble off in a circle about that last point. What were you gonna say? I was just gonna say if it feels slightly like if internet fame feels slightly unreal because it's sort of a very different beast to like you say selling out a five hundred cap venue. Though theoretically, yeah. you could do that with you know like what five percent of your spot. I don't do maths, but like five percent of your Spotify followers, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, but like we got followers from all over the world, so that's that's a little bit hard to do. But I mean, it's. It's it's possible, but like even then, like what with what Izzy's been doing with like the DIY house show scene, like he'll just throw like Izzy's are Izzy's are was bassist now guitarist, but uh, Izzy just throws these shows in like his uh, in his front yard, and like seventy five to one hundred and fifty people will just like roll out for like a party slash show. And it's it's in like Oak Park, so they don't really care too much about the sound ordinance there, and like all the neighbors are like mad and uh, like mad chill with the whole thing going on like i remember we were even practicing there and like some of the metalhead neighbors like walked over because in the middle of the pandemic and there's like is there a show going on is there a show going on and we're just like now we're just practicing and it's kind of stuck around for like five minutes and then just walked away disappointed but um but okay but so yeah as wait i i feel like internet fame is is tight but it is the result of like not being able to play shows, but mm-hmm. accumulating and amassing that reach. And what was I going to say? As 
someone who is who feels who's used to the internet and is like I don't know I feel like I'm kind of the face so to speak um when she oh I lost my train of thought god damn it you were just talking about how um internet fame is amassing that reach and you 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 sort of feel like the face of the band right yes but uh what was the question again <laughs> um, it was, was just kind of you, you just kind of interrupted me but did i yeah <laughs> we're, we're just talking about how how internet fame feels versus like uh i don't is in person the right way to put that i suppose it is the internet fame versus kind of you know being well known like in person in um you know packed out shows that kind of thing hmm. <clears throat> oh yeah okay uh, sorry for interrupting you. you if you still have your thought you could totally oh it. no dude dude i'm just rambling in circles at this point okay I'm but crazy. what i was gonna say it was um when it came to like when shows were still happening um like we were we were known of course um and we like we actually opened a lot of shows and then it got to the point where uh we weren't really playing first anymore which was cool uh, there's like you know a negative connotation of opening but with um that not being available moving to more so the internet i don't know i feel like after if this pandemic does ever slow down and we get back to shows um we're not really gonna know the level of you know in-person like shows like in-person kind of Damn it, I'm losing my train of thought. I'm so sorry. Yeah, like fame, right? It's that that yeah. you know you're not gonna like know the difference in between the sort of TikTok followers converting to showgoers, I suppose. And yeah. The thing is, the crazy thing is, <clears throat> I've had several um like TikTok friends and mutuals and stuff, like they're like, Oh, you guys should come to so and so. Oh, you guys should like come to like oh like all around, like even Australia. And I'm like how was that? How did we reach that? I like, I know how we reached that far, but like, um, after like shows come back, like, is it possible for us to do, even do a nationwide tour? And if we do like, you know, like a home, like show, like who I, I'm, I'm excited to see if it's actually, I don't know. I'm excited to see if like how the internet, I don't know, buzz will translate into, you know, shows. Yeah, absolutely. Guys, this has been so much fun. I'm going to let you get on with your days, but I really appreciate you hanging out. Awesome. No, thanks for having us. So there you have it. That was my conversation with Spencer and Murphy from anti-racist hardcore band Kind Eyes. You definitely need to check out their EP on Spotify, um, as well as their new track, Fuck a Proud Boy, which I will be playing right after I babbled on for another couple of minutes. A couple of minutes it's going to be way less than that again sorry about the audio not sure what happened there on that one um, but i hope you stuck through it to the end it's a pretty good they're pretty good guys pretty good interesting interview and you know definitely a way i think for bands to move forward potentially looking at, at tiktok and those kinds of things it'll be interesting to see if other people follow their lead so this is their brand new track it's called Fuck a proud boy. You're on the More Than Punk podcast. This is Kind Eyes. I'll catch you again next week.
Get choked, bitch! Fuck it, just see.